0: Another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what old movies inspired it. And today we've got a movie that really has a lot of inspirations just right there out in the open. Um, We'll get into that in a minute, though. Uh, Before we start the show, I just wanted to, first of all, remind you all to make sure that if you've been enjoying the show, please leave us some feedback, leave a review on iTunes, um subscribe to the show wherever it is you listen to it apple podcasts pocket casts uh any of those podcast apps wherever it is you're listening make sure you subscribe um and also just a little bit of a heads up uh i'm actually going to be going on a little trip i'm going to be the best man and my friend tj cross's wedding uh you heard tj actually on the tomb raider episode a few episodes ago Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be his best man. So I got to, uh, fly across the country. So there may be a little interruption in episodes for a week, but, um, we'll get back on track after the trip for sure. So, uh, with that said, today's episode is a quiet place. You know, who would have thought that Jim from The Office would come out of nowhere and make one of the freshest, most successful horror movies in years? But that's exactly what we have with this episode's movie, A Quiet Place, co-written and directed by John Krasinski, and starring him and his wife Emily Blunt. This creature feature is set in the near future after an invasion that has left most of the population dead or in hiding from blind creatures with highly advanced hearing that can hunt and kill anything that makes a sound— The conceit leads to a film in which silence is golden and somehow through cinematic trickery, Krasinski has made a movie in which the characters in the movie and the audience has to be totally silent. It's quite the magic trick and makes for a really cool cinematic experience. Um, But we will talk about that as we get into the episode here, which I'm doing with my friend Chad Clinton Freeman, who has been uh, the co-host I've had on the most so far. But this is a movie he was really excited to talk about because of the... uh, the particular inspirations that he had in mind to, to discuss. And so I said, let's do it, man. So here we go. All right. So, uh, yeah, so we are here to talk about a quiet place and with me again is Chad Clinton Freeman. How you doing, Chad? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing alright. We're just, uh, we'll let everybody out there listening know a little bit of Inside Baseball here, but we're just kind of like squeezing this one in because we both have like crazy busy schedules coming up. But, uh, you know, this is a movie that, uh, it was kind of like a big, a big movie, a big release. And so we we wanted to talk about it. And I think we, you know, both had a a few things to say about it. So I thought it would be good to get it in when we could.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, this is this is going to be a fun episode, I think. Uh, Well, at least it's I'm excited about a lot of the stuff that I get to talk about, because I always like to talk about things that I love. And so there's a lot of cool things uh, to get brought up here. So
0: nice. Nice. Awesome. Well, you know, uh, you know, this movie is it's, you know, probably the biggest movie out right now. I mean, at least until I mean, certainly Rampage is number one right now. But this is really the big movie right now. So I think most people listening are probably going to know what it is. So I'd say let's just like jump right in and, you know, I will let you go first this time since uh, I've let everybody else go first, it seems, but I never let you go first. <laughs> I'm going to let you go first this time. Uh, what what would your first puzzle piece be for this one?
1: My first puzzle piece, you're probably going to guess this one. You probably already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's on my <laughs> but, uh, list. Ah, so my my first uh, puzzle piece is Signs. That's literally my number one. <laughs> yes, that's what I figured. <laughs> so, um, no, um reminded me so much in so many ways. It's funny because when I saw the trailer, um, it, something about this movie uh, felt like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Mm-hmm. And definitely in watching it. Uh, I mean, it, it, to me, it, it had to have been, uh, an, an inspiration. Um, this one, it doesn't hit you over the head the way M nights, uh, movie did in, in regards to like, I guess destiny, mm-hmm. um, which I was going to bring up another movie. Uh, this, uh, I was very much in line with signs, but, um, at the same time, what, what it did do is, uh, well, one, the, the, whole, the whole setup with it being about a family and being in the middle of nowhere and it being, you know, them uh, surviving and you having these creatures, um, you've got all of that. And then you've also got the, the, the big time use of sound where you don't uh, see the monster at times, you just hear things, uh, you know, and the way that's done uh, uh, brilliantly with, uh, you know, how, how, how that builds the suspense. Um, and then also uh, the other thing that was very similar is um, how you have the, the, these characters that are flawed or maybe they're uh, considered weak. And then they end up being like one of the big pieces um uh, you know to like one of the heroes of the story uh, their their weakness ends up being a strength in some way right um, everyone everyone so, has their
0: place in the in the uh, in the fighting back everyone has their thing that that uh, combined is why they're able to survive
1: well, yeah, 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 yeah. There's that combined element. But then I, I was also thinking in the more of uh, just like specific in looking at, um, you know, of course, in, in this case, uh, the, the deaf girl mm-hmm. and then in signs, uh, it, it, it was he had asthma, if I, if I remember correctly. And uh, that being like one of the, the big, uh, you know, uh, things that help uh, save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, there's like this almost like uh, a destiny kind of element to it. Little, like you said, the, the the combined effort of everybody playing their part and the the, the pieces falling into place, sure. um, which I wanted to mention, what I wanted to mention, because, you know, signs uh, that came out in uh, 2002, Uh, The movie that Signs always reminded me of and I felt was inspired by uh, was the 1998 movie, Simon Burge. It, don't 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 take this and think that Simon Birch, oh, A Quiet Place, if you watch that, you'll see a connection, because I was trying to say, hmm, I wonder if there's a connection I can pull there, but no. But Simon <laughs> Birch is a whole lot about, uh, uh, it's, it's very much about destiny, and uh, I remember when I first saw Signs, I was like, oh my god, this is just like Simon Birch. So, and it's been so long, uh, like, I, I haven't seen Simon Birch since 98. I think I've seen Signs maybe once since uh, I first saw it, um, but that's one that I, I need to go back and rewatch cause, and, and this one definitely made me think of it. And, uh, you know, I, when I, when I, when I think of one, one that I really like too, I really want to go back and rewatch it. Sure. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I don't remember if I've seen Simon Birch, but, uh, I'm going to have to check that out and see if it's something that I've seen. I honestly don't remember, uh, based on the name, I'm going to have to look it up, but, uh, yeah, signs, like I said, is number one on my list and, uh, all the things you were saying, um also of course one thing i don't think you mentioned but uh th- the setting um it was very much like signs i thought um you know that house in the middle of nowhere and just like the, the uh the uh the cornfields and all that stuff um,
1: yes 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 the corn yeah
0: yeah the setting i thought reminded me a lot and also another thing is um like the very clearly defined rules for what survival is and like in this movie versus. Um, you know, what the very M night style set of rules that his movies always have, where there's always some very specific things that, um, you know, it almost seems like it's like a, uh, a checklist of ideas that he had and then put them together. And then there's your story. That That's something yeah. that I thought about signs and that's something I think definitely about a quiet place.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure. Which at the same time, Oh, I also thought of the mm. village. Um, but mostly mostly like like how you're saying, sort of the the rules of how to survive, and then also at the same time the the primitive living you know um, uh, that aspect of it um totally uh uh, again this was from the very first radar i thought him night and then as i watched it i was like oh this is totally a night so of course i loved it because uh, he's one of my favorite totally, filmmakers yeah and
0: and it had a you know it you know before we leave this particular puzzle piece here um you know and obviously we get into spoilers on this show so everybody there's going to be spoilers but um you know the 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 twist at the <laughs> end I, I don't know if you'd really call it a twist but the thing at the end that it was her hearing aid that's able to be used as a weapon uh, to finally fight back um, to me seemed like literally in the theater. I'm, I'm thinking to myself that is so M night Shyamalan that that just happens. And right. um, it, yeah. it did make me wonder because this movie is getting, I, I mean, not everybody loves it, but for the most part, it's getting a lot of raves. And I, I was wondering, do you think an M night Shyamalan movie where that, was the thing it would get like a lot of you know criticism? Um, because he seems to get a lot of criticism, you know, in the last couple decades.
1: Well, what what I would say is that this one was, um, again, it, like with the destiny destiny element, and then also that element as well. I think they they played it they they downplayed it in a way whereas he would really upplay those right. things. And um, a, a lot of times I think that that, that turns people off uh, when it's, it's played up so much. Um, and like, I mean, like how you're saying, I mean, you know, that didn't really come off as a twist right. per se. Uh, I mean, it was, it was. And then also it, it was very much where they had the, like, uh, pieces of it that were, that you got during the movie. And then as it happened, you know, they, they showed you those pieces again. Mm -hmm. And it was like a, you know, reveal kind of thing, but it was just done in a totally different way than the way he does it. Um, which I think is why Ah, uh, people. I, I mean, I, I, again, I'm just trying. I'm guessing because, like I said, I I love his movies. I love sure. his twists. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's funny though. I always feel like that people like movies that emulate his movies more than they yeah, like his that, movies. That is a good
0: point because <laughs> yeah, people people love a good twist. They love suspense, but
1: they don't love him necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but I think he's made a comeback sure. anyway. And not to get off just talking about M Night, but I think the visit and then split. I think definitely uh, with both of those, he's he's helped you know build himself up for, oh, for a absolutely. comeback. So I think had he made this movie or had he he done this movie with these uh, things to happen, I think people would have been acceptable to it. Uh, but again, we'll see with his yeah, next movie.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> so uh with
0: that um uh, let's go to uh my first puzzle piece here which i think is the other obvious one in the room uh which is 10 cloverfield lane um yeah it's um (laughs) it's you know it's pretty common knowledge that uh they actually did take a meeting with paramount um and, and bad robot about possibly making this a cloverfield film um and, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's so interesting because I mean, it really does feel a lot like 10 Cloverfield lane and the writers, they said that, um, you know, they wanted it to be its own thing first of all, but also I, I kind of think that, um, you know, it, it, it would have, uh, while it would have still been very similar to what the, the, the finished thing is, except for there'd probably be a giant monster at the end <laughs> instead of just the, uh, the little ones. Uh, right. But also, I don't I don't know that the Cloverfield, you know, series or whatever you want to call it, um, is supposed to have movies that feel the same within them. There's, it should it should be a different thing each time, whereas this would have very much been like almost like a direct, at least in feeling, uh, sequel to 10 Cloverfield Lane, um, which probably wouldn't have worked in what they're trying to do with that series. But right. yeah, I mean as far as that comparison goes, um, you know, that feeling of claustrophobia, the the dread, um, you know, and they they both like they take a uh, you know, take their particular genre and like, you know, really just kind of elevate it in a way. You know, I'm sure that uh John Krasinski must have looked at what they did with 10 Cloverfield Lane and been like, you know, wow, this is like so this is so much better than what people would expect from you know a movie like this, and you know we we've got to do that with a creature hunting people at you know an abandoned house, you know type of movie. <laughs> if that's a type right, of movie, right, right, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no, no no totally uh yeah t- uh, 10 cloverfield lane uh, that was that was one of the ones that uh was my number two on my list mm-hmm. and uh i i assumed would be on your list yeah um but uh it it going back to what i just said about how people like uh m night movies that he doesn't actually make 10 cloverfield lane was one that to me <laughs> felt very much like an M night movie. Um, and, uh, but here's the thing, here's the thing that's funny because I really, really liked a quiet place. I liked it more than signs and I liked it more than 10 Cloverfield lane. Those are both great movies that I love, but I really, to me, this one even stepped it up from those. I felt like, um, different in, 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 in a lot of ways, but very similar in a lot of ways as well. Um, But uh, yeah, before we go too much further, though, one of the things which connects uh, the movies that we're talking about now, and then I noticed this after like I got done with all of my notes, like almost every single movie that I have written down, the uh, all of them are tied together with uh, themes of isolation, survival, and they are also. Uh, as movies, unconventional in a way. Right. The other thing that I I find I find interesting because again, um, Ten Cloverfield Lane. One of the things that I remember thinking as an ins- inspiration for Mitt was Alfred Hitchcock. Mm. And then, I mean, obviously, uh, I, I think Hitchcock was a is a huge influence on M Night, and um, I feel that way with this movie as well. Um, a lot of Hitchcock with the, uh, just the way suspense is built. Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to actually include that on the list,
0: Alfred Hitchcock, just in general, because you're you're absolutely right. It's it's kind of suspense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like the old, the old style. Well, the original style of, of, of building a scary movie, um, you know, uh, more along the lines of the, thriller scary movie as opposed to, uh, especially as opposed to the modern day horror right. um, uh, type of scary movie. Which is so
0: much better. It's so much better to just have actual terror than it is to just, you know, have a big scare, like, you know, 10 times and that's a movie, you know. Um, but but also, just to go back to what you were just saying, uh, I think, you know, survival is the main key to like mm-hmm. the ones all the ones you mentioned are absolutely right but that should be like number one on the list i think like this is a great survival movie and all Correct. these movies i think on our list are great survival movies yes definitely uh, with that what is your next puzzle piece
1: well my, um, my next one um yeah I'll, I'll go with alien three as my next Son one bitch my next one my next I one think- is alien. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, I think the alien series in, in general is a, is a yes. But for me, alien three, what really got me was, uh, you know, the, the Ripley and alien face-to-face moment. Sure. They, they, like they had that in this movie. It was a very, very like, without totally overdoing it, they, they totally did a nod, you know, when the mom was down in the basement, uh, and you had all the water, And, um, you had like the water pouring down and she was hiding behind it and the alien came creeping up and I was like, Oh yeah, that's totally alien Mm three. Um, and then, you know, her, her as a, as a, as a Ripley character, almost in a way as well. Um, the way she just totally goes nuts and is a badass at the end. Sure.
0: Yeah. And I was, I was thinking of like the alien, uh, the creature itself, the alien itself, because, uh, you know, just oh, totally. the, just totally. the, just this unstoppable killing machine. That like, you know, the humans just what you know. What are they gonna do? You know what I mean? Like this thing. Yeah. There's just no way. You know.
1: Yeah, and the it, well, it, and talking talking about the creature though. Um, the The way it looked reminded me a lot of the creatures on stranger things. It looked a lot better. like the effects were so much better than those creatures, especially season two. I really didn't like the CGI on season two of stranger you things no i
0: still I still haven't watched season two of stranger things i, I I'm so slacking when it comes to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, season two, I liked more than the first season, but I, I'm not a fan of how it looks, the CGI. So,
0: so uh, skipping over Alien, since we just talked about it with your Alien 3, um, although I'll include both of them on the final list. Uh, but my next puzzle piece then would actually be Don't Breathe uh, from Fetty Alvarez, the director of the Evil mm-hmm. Dead remake. So, that is another movie in which, uh, you know, it, it's imperative that if these people want to survive, they cannot make any noise. Um, and yeah, so I, I think uh, that that's gotta be, you know, an influence somewhere along the lines. Um, and that actually, I really loved that movie. It was, uh, it was crazy dark and like, you know, his remake was surprisingly good of evil dead. And, you know, he really followed it up. Well, I thought with don't breathe. Um, it's, it's a really intense movie. Did you see that?
1: Well, well, I saw it. I didn't like it, but I'll tell you what, I saw it at the drive-in mm. <laughs> and uh, like it, it was too dark to see at the drive-in because the, the the screen was not dark enough. So I, I don't think that I got the full feel of it because everybody talked about how great this movie was. And I was like, yeah, didn't really do anything for me, but I think it w- it had to do with a, not a, not a great viewing um i don't think it was a drive-in type of movie just like a quiet place do not go to the drive-in for it yeah it would be it would be nothing but like car idling Uh, noises and uh, stuff and you know and like doors slamming yeah and horns honking going down the street yeah uh yeah so i think that's the thing is that i think um I think uh Don't Breathe was too dark of a movie to see the driving. I think Quiet Place is too quiet of a sure. movie. Um but well but what's funny is that a lot of these movies though that we're we're mentioning also, uh for the most part are 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 very quiet mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Um not not overly loud like um explosion, explosion. Not not typical blockbuster type movies. Um so um uh, again, which I think ties all of them kind of together uh as well again i s- you know I said they're unconventional for the most which, part by,
0: by the way, by the way, do you know who produced uh this movie, a Quiet place?
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> I was going to bring that up at one point again, I say Michael Bay. Is a badass producer, okay? I I think he is a great producer. He should produce movies. Right. Uh but yeah, it's like the opposite of his movies. Yeah. Um that he directs. Yeah, that
0: that's so funny. He would have never he would have never directed this no, movie. Absolutely not. You get maybe <laughs> ten minutes of the silence, and that's, that's about it. <laughs> oh man. So uh what is your next puzzle piece?
1: Um, well, I got a, 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 a cluster. Okay. Uh, I, I cause one of the things this reminded me of, again, uh, I've said, uh, unconventional. So, uh, that's one of the things that struck me because of how quiet it is and just how different it is. Um, and, uh, that reminds me of uh, the films from a 24 four or is it a 24? I never know which way it is. Um. Uh, the the how, how do you say the studio? I say I say eight, eight, I say four? eight
0: twenty-four. I, I'm not really sure though. Okay, but yeah, I always say eight
1: twenty-four. <laughs> I say eight two oh, four. Wow! So
0: wow, I, I'm gl- I'm glad could, we're finally getting oh, to knows. the bottom of this. This is this is a conversation <laughs> we should have had a That's long time because ago. I know.
1: <laughs> we, well, we we talk about we talk about their films in ten yeah. a lot, but I don't think we've ever. About them, like actually spoken about wow. them. Um, so yeah, I always say eight two four. So, so the ones that really, really came to mind, uh, the witch, mm. which again reminded me of the village in many ways, uh, the whole primitive setting and everything. Um, and and I love that movie. Uh, it reminded me though, of one of their movies that I didn't like. Um, uh, it comes at night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and it also, uh, also there were things about it that reminded me of the Rover. So, uh, I mean, there were probably other, other films, but off the top of my head, those were the, the main three that really jumped out at me. To me, this felt like, uh, could have been a film that they, you know, released, um, it felt in line with, uh, just uh, the, the type of, uh, you know, unconventional, uh, type of, uh, uh films that, the, that they make and they also release. Sure. Also,
0: uh, really, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, not showy, but, but like, just like almost like a stunt in a way, like, like, Something that's just like, oh wow, like they did that. You know what I mean? And uh and I mean Krasinski definitely gets points for that, you know, for that for that kind of a thing with the way that he actually made a movie like this, a movie that's quiet, you know, so quiet for like the whole time and the audience actually has to hang on and be silent just like the characters in the movie. Um and that's something that only a uh a studio like A twenty-four normally would do. Um something so you oh, yeah, like totally. that you know
1: yeah um it, 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 this one of those that that feels like a, a, a passion project yes. by either a studio or, or a director um where they really had to stick stick to their guns and uh cuz i mean before i even saw this i i was seeing people uh, post on twitter and stuff about how they were scared to eat their popcorn mm-hmm or that the movie was so quiet that, um, uh, they, I, I thought they were joking and saying these things yeah. until I actually saw it. Then I realized that, yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and what's great is the audience does play by the rules of the movie. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and I even myself, I mean, I'm not somebody who, 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 Eastern movies, you know, that's cause you've seen enough movies sure. with me, but, uh, this was, this was one though that I actually found myself like, kind of like screaming internally <laughs> at moments like, like somebody would do something and I would just be like internally saying no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> wanting to scream. No. <laughs> and then, and then like something would happen and I would just be like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it would be like, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a person that does those things, but I could feel myself saying these things like internally, uh, as things happened in the movie. And, uh, that's what, like, it, it's almost like, a a a, a participation film uh, where you're actually in the moment of what's happening. Um, and, uh, since, I mean, I, myself for the most part, I am pretty quiet. So I guess, uh i i kind of enjoyed uh being along for the sure. ride
0: yeah and he he's got to get like major props for that like i i i like this well we'll get into it later we'll skip that for now but um but yeah he, he gets he gets major props for that you know <laughs> definitely for being, a, right. being able to get the audience on his side like that is pretty wild um right so yeah so my uh my next puzzle piece this is actually the last one that I have here. Um and it was funny well, cuz I just made my notes today uh because we were trying to squeeze this episode in and I couldn't quite think of what movie I was thinking of. So it's more of more of a genre that I that I'm going to mention here and it's just it's zombie movies, specifically the kind where survival uh re- relies on having to go out every once in a while and uh you know get supplies and get food and stuff like that and you know and and trying to survive through that and get back to their their home and everything um which is something that is a uh you know a thing that happens in a lot of these kind of zombie type uh movies i'm sure you probably based off that have a, a specific example you probably could mention but uh but yeah that that was the the next thing that i had listed
1: here well, yeah, that that's funny because of uh, I I I had an influence and then I had like a related one, but the related one. So I'll go ahead and go to that one. Was uh, the TV show The Walking Dead? Okay, yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've ever watched it. No, I, I've never actually watched. I I saw like one episode
0: or two episodes. Okay, before. okay, that's
1: it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, uh, along the same lines of what you're saying about the. The whole survival and having to go out and um, uh, you know uh, find things and you know food and whatnot, and then also having that that element um, that can attack at any moment, and having to be aware of it, and having to you know have plans and backup plans and all right, these things right. in place. Yeah. And the other thing about it is that, you know, you've got this family in this film and then also on the walking dead, you've got family and you've got like a, a, a bigger, uh, group of people that, that operates as a family. Um, so you've got those, those elements there that are very similar, but the puzzle piece that, uh, Uh, this that that was related to walking dead uh was the movie the road oh yeah yeah absolutely so um that one when i when i watched the walking dead i always think of the road um because in the road you've got you know the the dad and you've got the son and you have got the dad protecting the son um and there's just a very much very similar with uh Rick and Carl on the walking dead and that was one that very much uh I thought of uh in watching this movie which reminds me also though cuz that that kind of ties back um to what I was saying because the road in many ways is 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 a, is kind of a western um and um this movie Felt, felt a lot like a Western to me as well. Um, and then uh, The Rover, which I had mentioned, was is kind of a, a modern-day type Western. Uh, and then at the same time, I was reminded of, while watching this movie, uh, a couple of uh, uh, Westerns, and I guess it's kind of a quasi-Western, uh, from the 70s. Um, one um, was uh, actually Peter Fonda's uh, a directorial debut called The Hired Hand hmm. um, and it's a like a very quiet um revenge movie um and then also there was a Martin Sheen movie that was a, it was actually a civil war movie but very much like a western uh called uh No Drums No Bugles um and that one uh is is very much about he's he's like um um, he doesn't want to be a part of the the war, and he he runs away, and it's him uh, surviving in, in the woods by himself, um, like uh, amongst the wilderness, amongst the animals. So it's very very much uh, a survival movie, and it's also uh, a western. Um, and those were two, uh, they're both also very quiet movies. Like, uh, if I remember right, neither has like a lot of dialogue, Mm -hmm. especially no drums, no bugles. Uh, It's mostly Martin Sheen, like just kind of, kind of going crazy and out in the the wilderness by himself. Um, and so, uh, that like I thought was interesting that, that it, it reminded me of like Westerns in a way, but not like traditional Westerns. And when we think Western, but like um, uh, these different uh, type of Westerns, uh, unique ones. Um, So yeah, that's uh, one of the things with this movie is that it is, it's totally a genre movie where it sort of blends. I think many different types um, but like, like you said earlier, it's, it's about the survival right. and that's the thing that kind of it all together.
0: That was the end of my puzzle pieces. You you still have another
1: one? Well, I got a couple of things. Well, one, one, I would, one of them I would consider a puzzle piece and that's Sicario. Okay. One, because of Emily Blunt being a badass, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but also, but, 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 but also the music Um, like the, there's something very much like very Sicario about the music that's in this movie. Sure. Yeah, Um, definitely. uh, So, um, and and Sicario is a movie I love. It's a movie that's very intense. Uh, that's the thing about this movie is that it's very, it's very quiet at times, but it's also a very intense movie. Um, so uh, uh, yeah,
0: Sicario. Well, like you said, like you said earlier, um, really great use of sound design as well. And um, oh yeah, both movies. Sicario had great sound design.
1: Oh yeah. Um, oh oh. I, also, I just wanted to because I because I love it, and uh, I don't think we've gotten to mention it yet in, in the uh, podcast we we've done. But uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, cause the sign language, uh, the, the, the great use of visual and also, um, you know, not a lot of dialogue. Um, so, um, uh, and then also at the same time you've got, it, it's another one. It, War of the Planet of Eights is pretty much a Western. Yeah, Um, definitely. so, uh, so yeah, I, I think it, it fits in there. Um One those
0: poor those poor I apes would have say... gotten
1: slaughtered though by those aliens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they can't they can't help themselves. They'd be making all these noises and just
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Caesar would be going around telling them to be quiet and they just would be all, you know, <laughs> Caesar would accidentally be killing them because he would be holding their mouth shut. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, oh well. Also, I didn't even think of that until just just now. It popped the my head. You you had the you had the girl um, uh, that um, she wasn't deaf but uh, who couldn't speak. You know, oh, yeah. in War for the Planet of the Apes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So. Um, oh, uh, I had one more movie I had wrote down though that I wanted I wanted to, to mention. Um, I know it's not like a, a inspiration or an influence or whatever, but uh, um, it's actually the big uh, winner of the 2013 Polygrind Film Festival okay. uh, called Desolate. Yeah, uh, this movie Rob Grant um, directed. It's called Desolate. It was made for like four thousand um, dollars, and In it, it's the end of the world, and it's a guy like holed up in his apartment. And he sound is a big, big part of it. And you hear, um, like things going on outside, things going on uh, upstairs above him, and uh, you don't really like see any creatures, but you hear things and it's, it's done really well, uh, in that same way that this film did when there were those moments where you would hear things and not see things when you were still, you know, scared anyway. Um, so uh, that was one I, I had thought of and I was like, you know, I, I, I doubt that, uh, right. It, it, it had been, uh, it had been, it had been seen or had been, um, you know, an inspiration for this movie, but definitely it was one that came to mind as I watched it.
0: Hey, you never know. It's possible. I'm adding it to the list just in case, because, uh, <laughs> you know, anything's possible. man. So, uh, yeah, if that, that's your last puzzle piece and I'm going to, uh, go ahead and do the finished puzzle here um which is our list of all the movies that we just discussed and so uh that list would be signs 10 cloverfield lane uh alien alien 3 uh we kind of talked about both of those um don't breathe the witch it comes at night the rover the road um, a couple of westerns that you mentioned: uh, "The Hired Hand" and "No Drums, No Bugles." Sicario, War for the Planet of the Apes, uh, zombie movies in general, and you kind of narrowed it down to "The Walking Dead," possibly for me, but I think there's more than just that one. Uh, and then, um, and then, uh, "Desolate," which uh, someone working on this film might have seen at some point. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, that is our finished
1: list and with that, oh you know what you, oh. you, you, you know what i i just i just remember this uh, actually rob grant worked on war for the planet of the eights i forget what he did huh. but uh the guy who directed desolate yeah i forgot about that um That's pretty i don't think he worked awesome. on this one though I, I know i know it is it is awesome uh, um oh you forgot the village <laughs> oh yes in the village the village Let's put a second oh oh one. oh, and I and, and, and and I mentioned uh, Stranger Things. Oh yes. Stranger Things. Add that to my
0: list here. Yeah, so yeah, add the village and Stranger Things to that list and and we've got a quiet place.
1: <laughs> so uh Yeah, definitely. Oh, by the way, why 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 aren't you why aren't you doing the pieces as 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 this meets this meets this meets this? <laughs> why aren't you doing that with the puzzle pieces once you get them all?
0: That's a good question. Should I do that? <laughs> i guess I remember, could. Remember. yeah seriously we were talking about that on that uh, the other after the fact
1: um yeah 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 after the fact I, I was saying that uh this podcast could be like the Arby's of uh yeah you know movie. We, we've got the meats here <laughs> but yeah you could say yeah we we, we have the meats <laughs> 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 I'm,
0: I'm actually planning on doing a uh Uh, A website for the show, and I'm going to have all of the uh, like the final finished puzzle lists. And uh, so yeah, Mm. I'll have to have to make like a little um, like a divider line or something that has the word meets in it, so that way I'll go under each each uh, each each movie name. This meets this meets this meets this.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh by oh by the way, I I did I did uh, read something. Um, that, uh, John Krasinski had said about, he, he, he evidently doesn't like horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you read any of this stuff. Uh, but, uh, he, he wanted to do something in line with like Rosemary's baby mm-hmm. and jaws, which I think, I think those movies kind of, uh, are, are, are in line with that whole Hitchcock way of thinking, sure. uh, which also is in line with, whole M Knight way of thinking, mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of them which I thought maybe you would mention uh, w- w- of more modern movies was uh, the Babadook, mm. uh, which I don't like that movie. So <laughs> I, I don't even remember that. Movie, but <laughs> I, I did. I did like the Babadook, Uh
0: But yeah, I actually I almost put Jaws on my list, um, but, ah. but I ended up not putting it on there. But yeah, Jaws definitely. So yeah, man, I I I like this movie. I you loved it. Uh, that's right yeah 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 Yeah. and I I liked it quite a bit um I'm still letting it like settle you know I I kind of want to see it again and kind of see where it sits for me but uh, I definitely did like it a lot um and it's really more than anything I the fact that he got audiences uh, around the world to actually sit and be quiet for a movie and like for for right. for good reason too, like for a reason that it it elevates the experience, not just of going to a movie, but for this particular movie, it's like it actually makes sense to be quiet. Um, is really quite an accomplishment. Um, and uh, and a lot of great performances all around, and you know, I I definitely enjoyed it a lot.
1: Yeah, I I I, I totally loved it. Um, it's my favorite movie this year so far. Wow. Um of course we're 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 new into the year still and this is probably this second or third time that i've said that on this show. <laughs> we're
0: we're, all, we're almost to the halfway point it's 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 flying we, uh, you know i guess so
1: i guess so yeah 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 we're form we're halfway through the fourth month um so uh yeah um I, I, again yeah it, it 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 gave a unique experience and that's one of the things that I love, I love about movies in general. I love going to the movies cause I love the experience yeah. and I love when you can see something that does give you, you know, that either makes you feel or, or, or think or see things differently than you had before. Yeah. And this was definitely, uh, like an experience type of movie, uh, kind of, uh, like you were saying, um, not necessarily a gimmick per se, but kind of a gimmick. I mean, almost like, you know, yeah, that, that whole thing of uh, not even having to tell the audience to shut the hell up. Just somehow, right. it seems like the audiences, for the most part, are just following along and doing it. Um you know, there's hasn't been any director statement or anything like that about. Oh, you need to be quiet if you're going to see this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And somehow though, it seems like audiences are actually just playing along. Um, so uh, yeah, that that's totally uh, totally awesome. Uh, yeah, and I, I love Emily Blunt, and she totally delivered with this movie. Uh, I was really happy. Uh, I, I mentioned Sicario, but yeah, that, this is her, her best performance since that movie. Um, right. Of course, I thought I thought she should have won an Oscar for that movie, but um, uh, yeah, the, all around the performance was great. Though all the kids were great. Um, uh, there was nothing about this movie that, that, like when I left, that I I had no complaints whatsoever. I was like, oh my god, that was so great. I just loved it. And also, I, it should be
0: mentioned, uh, John Krasinski, like, where did this come from? Because, I mean, we had Jim from The Office, who, you know, every, everybody loves. But then all of a sudden, he's in a big action movie, the uh, the Benghazi movie. Uh, and then, boom, he's writing and directing and starring in his own original idea movie. Um, it's pretty right. pretty wild, that trajectory. And it sounds like his uh, he already has his next thing lined up, which is another... Uh, original genre kind of idea uh more sci-fi uh life on mars i think it's called um it sounds like it's gonna be really good mm. I, w- I wouldn't doubt if emily blunt stars in it uh from the description it seems right. like something she would be perfect for um but yeah i mean wow like that that's pretty wild i'm really excited to see what else he does from here on out
1: well, well i joked before this movie came out i i posted- it's on Facebook and Twitter, that I hope that this was like the breakout comedy of the year. Of course, that's a reference to Get Out last year. Yeah. But really, in many ways, this is the this this is the Get Out of this year because that was a film where the director sort of came out of nowhere, yeah, not not having done anything in this genre, known for comedy. So, I mean, really, in many many ways, there there there's a, a strong comparison there.
0: Yeah. And this movie was hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see if this is nominated by the uh, Golden Globes yeah. as a uh, comedy. This is gonna so, really be. Say. This is gonna
0: really be pushing the uh, the limit of of that that category. <laughs> oh boy! So uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> So to uh to close things up, uh Chad, you got any uh any plugs or shout outs you want to do before we uh finish this off? Uh
1: you know what? I I I I want to give a shout out to Uwe Bowl. That's who I want to give a shout out <laughs> shout out to. <laughs> I've I, I have been following him on Twitter lately and he is just he's killing it. You know I mean, he's, you know, uh, he's got some, some new project that he's fixing to launch, uh, you know, a Kickstarter on called the retarded wizard. Oh and and his, his tweets are just hilarious in describing, he's like, Oh, this probably won't get funded and it's a stupid movie anyway. So <laughs> what does it matter? Um, you know, he's wanting to fight Alex Jones. He's just like, uh, he's to me. Ui is killing it right now. And it's just like, nobody's paying attention. So I, I'm just like, go follow him on Twitter, you know, and, uh, pay attention to Ui Bo. Ui Bo is coming back.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm going to make this promise right now. Uh, you get Yui Bo on the show and we will do that movie on, on a uh, piecing it together <laughs> and you will be the, hey, uh, hey, co- you will be the co-host for that episode for sure.
1: <laughs> if he, if he can get the retarded wizard funded, we we will do an episode there. Yes. So uh, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I'm so- I am sold on the title alone. I, I don't even know what it's about, but that sounds amazing. <laughs> oh
0: my God. That sounds great.
1: Oh boy! well
0: Chad thanks for uh thanks for being here again and I will uh be doing another one with you soon I'm sure
1: yeah awesome always always great uh I love I you know what I was gonna say a shout out to you for doing this show okay (laughs) not just because I'm on it because I listen to the show when I'm not on it I I I think this is a great show and I hope that more people listen to it and that this this thing continues. I think it's a great idea on, on many levels. The, the whole idea with the inspirations and then the whole idea that you actually have like different friends. So then there are all these, it shows different aspects of you and your taste. And then it also has like, um, it's not experts, but what it is, it's fans. Right. So it's specific fans of different types of movies and they bring all these different, uh, sides that if it was just the same people every week, you wouldn't get. So I, I think that's one of the things that's really, really cool about it. Um, so shout out to you. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and yeah, that, that actually,
0: I, I do, uh, I agree about that, that point about the show about having all these different co-hosts. It definitely, you know, helps keep things fresh. Cause like, uh, like, like if, You know, if it was always you, you know, we'd probably eventually be talking about the same movies many times over because we'd be talking about a lot of movies that are some of your favorite uh, favorite movies that you're seeing in the the new movies you see. Um, or if it was always Ryan or always Q, it'd be you know, it would be these movies that they kind of like tend to brains tend to go back towards, and same for me, of course. Um, you know, and so it's it's great to be able to bring in those different uh, points of view. Um. And there's plenty of movies to go around, which is awesome. There's so many movies coming out. We're gonna be we're gonna be
1: busy. Oh, last last thing I want to say is I still haven't mentioned Batman versus Superman.
0: It's true. I know. (laughs) Don't worry,
1: I I will when the time is right.
0: I should make you watch the Avengers tonight.
1: I could I could have. I could have shoehorned Zack Snyder in here when you were bringing up zombie movies. I could have been like, of the dead. But I didn't do it. Because so. well, <laughs> I didn't you think know. of that movie at all.
0: <laughs> all right. So we are here with Everything's Cloverfield to discuss uh, how a quiet place is actually a Cloverfield movie. I'm here with Ryan Darty. How you doing, Ryan?
2: Hey, great to be here. So this is a good one because a lot of as we know, everything is a Cloverfield. No questions Absolutely. about it. But this movie yeah. is much more a Cloverfield than a lot of things are. Um, so yeah, like John Krasinski, uh, who is you know in a quiet place, he directed it. I don't know if he wrote it or not. I can't remember. Co-wrote it. He co-wrote yep. it. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, he was originally supposed to be in the movie, which was God Particle, which, for those of you who have been listening to Everything's a Cloverfield for a long time, know is the one Cloverfield movie that Dave and I both despise. So he oh, jumps in and Let's just went it. over it into A Quiet Place. <laughs> it is a horrible, horrible film filled with actors we sort of like and want to like and just raises a lot of problems. But the best thing to come out of it probably was John leaving the movie to go make Quiet Place. So.
0: Absolutely. And you know, I, I have to assume that during that process of, you know, w- when you're working on a project, you're, you know, your gears are spinning, even if you're not a writer on the project, you know, little ideas are popping in your head. Oh, what is this going to end up being? And uh I, I think little ideas probably led to um him writing his own Cloverfield movie, which ended up with what we ended up with with a quiet place, uh, which, which has all the telltale signs of a Cloverfield movie. Um, you know, of course. On screen, nothing is confirmed that it is, and it's certainly not, as far as marketing is concerned, uh, they they didn't end up going that route, but this is a Cloverfield movie.
2: Oh, it absolutely. Spiritually, it takes the same thing of like, let's focus on people and like take a much more human dynamic and put it in a twist of like an incredibly stressful situation, usually exacerbated by like aliens of some sort or something. Alienish yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. This This by the beat would be the kind of movie that should have been a cloverfield and could have been a cloverfield but alas even though everything is a cloverfield a quiet place was not a cloverfield
0: i mean how do you think that uh you know how how did that happen that because we know that they took some meetings to make this a cloverfield movie but decided not to make it a cloverfield movie um you got to wonder, like, wouldn't they want that name attachment?
2: You would think so. And I, I think J.J. J. Abrams is, like, good friends with John Krasinski, too. I feel like I've heard that before. So, like, it definitely seems like all the channels were there. And Who
0: isn't J.J. J. Abrams good friends with, though? Um, I mean, all these people films that are who like good endings for
2: TV shows. That's the only yeah, thing I can true. think of off the top of my head is Lost fans. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, besides, oh, and anyone who likes original Star Trek is also not friends with J.J. Abrams. This very uh, this no, but yeah, J.J. has got his hooks in everywhere. And the only, I know this isn't the case. In fact, I think John Krasinski has explicitly shot this down, but my most likely guess would have been J.J. was like, hey man, you want to make this a Cloverfield thing? And I think this is the first feature length that John Krasinski has directed. Uh, yeah. So I could very much see it being a point of pride for him of him just yeah. wanting to be like no this is my project. Um mm-hmm. you know like, they didn't they didn't lean too heavily into him starring in, in the marketing and stuff like that. I really do think he wanted the movie to uh, live and die on his own terms. Which well, It's a know. great
0: it's a great movie yeah. but you know the jokes on him because it is a Cloverfield.
2: Movie. It is 100% a Cloverfield. <laughs> oh so, man. Yeah, so I I,
0: that, I think that does it for this episode of uh, everything's Cloverfield
2: fantastic all right uh thanks for everyone for listening next week up what we've got coming on is i don't know if you've been paying a lot of attention there's a lot of controversy with the new casting decisions for mulan who's going to play the dragon in mulan though i think it's going to be clover from cloverfield one we'll hear what dave has to say along with our guest star the ghost of christopher farley see you next time on everything's a cloverfield
0: folks i don't know what that was exactly but um yeah i that was a great conversation with chad clinton freeman uh about a quiet place and uh then there was that weird everything's cloverfield thing that just kind of popped in there i don't know how that got there but anyway uh really great movie um and it is a surprisingly huge hit and i'm glad it is because it looks like john krasinski's got a uh an interesting second act career going on right now with, uh, he's got another movie coming. And then, um, I guess, uh, quiet place has been grin- greenlit for a second, uh, for a sequel. Um, I don't know if he's going to be involved with it or not, but hopefully, and, um, you know, obviously spoiler alert, at least in the director's chair. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really good movie and it was a great conversation. And, uh, that does it for this episode. Um, as usual, please make sure you are subscribed to the show. Make sure to rate and review us. If you have any feedback about this particular episode, uh, any any puzzle pieces that we left out, any movies that you think inspired A Quiet Place that we did not bring up, please email us. Uh, you can email me at bydavidrosen at gmail.com. And uh, I'm actually working on a new website uh, that will be up in the next few weeks. And on there, you'll be able to just... Uh, you know, just fill out a contact form right there and send me suggestions and all that. But if you send me an email with some uh, puzzle pieces that you had in mind or some any other kind of notes that uh, we didn't go over, you know, please uh, send them to me and I will read them on the show because I want to get some uh, listener feedback and start reading those on the show. Um, But coming up. We have uh, a couple more episodes, uh, but like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm going on this trip, so it might interrupt the uh, our usual one-a-week, sometimes two-a-week flow. Uh, we might even miss a week, but uh, we'll be getting right back on track soon after this trip, uh, as well as the new website that I'm working on that will be up after the trip. And also after the trip, on the day I get back, May 18th is the release date for A Different Kind of Dream, my new album. Uh, I've been talking about it for a while now and the pre-orders are actually live on Bandcamp and will be live uh, actually as of today on iTunes and CD Baby. So um, you're going to be hearing a lot about A Different Kind of Dream coming up really soon. Uh, I'm really excited for you guys to hear more about it and to hear the album itself and to check out some of the music videos I got coming from it. But anyway, thanks for listening and as always, I'm leaving you with a track of my music.